Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Your Best Self podcast. A very special episode, the first episode of season two. And I'm going to share with you a no-holds-barred insight into my first trimester of pregnancy. So as of recording this episode, I'm now 13 weeks pregnant. So I'm just at the end of my first trimester. And oh my God, I was so unprepared for that. Like full disclosure, this first trimester absolutely kicked my ass. I had so many expectations of how I was, how everything was going to go. And like, I'm laughing to myself now because I'm like, you had no idea, like honestly. Um, it definitely did not go according to plan. And I really wanted to tell you about it, especially now, like while it's all still fresh in my mind and I've just experienced it because I feel like nobody warned me about this. And like at first I was like, oh my God, like, I felt so alone and like I was the only one that couldn't handle it and struggled so much. And I felt like everyone else had it all together and in pregnancy and I was just weak or something like I got really disheartened when I started feeling unwell because one I've seen so many people on social media and people that I know like friends of mine that they trained all the way throughout their pregnancy and they're posting like videos of them still doing everything and like even my family like my mum was like oh yeah I never had morning sickness with all three of my kids I just felt tired and everyone in my family said the same thing so I was like what why me like why am I the only one like that really seems to be struggling and everyone else found it a breeze and I felt like I was like a failure so just to give you a little bit of context in case you don't know me very well like I live and breathe fitness I've been in the industry for more than 10 years and I've coached like hundreds of women and some of them I've coached them through pregnancy and I've trained for most of my adult life and I've competed around the world in like fitness models, com fitness model competitions. And I just, from what I've seen on social media, from what my friends have said, I just fully expected to continue training and just scale it back a bit all through my pregnancy. And seeing other people like sharing videos of them doing everything and saying like, yeah, you know, you should be exercising through your pregnancy and it's good for the baby and this and that. I just thought like if I if they managed it, like what's wrong with me? Why can't I manage it? And like I know everyone's different and you shouldn't compare yourself to other people, but it's very hard these days, like in the world of social media, to not feel like everyone else is doing amazing except you sometimes. I don't think it matters who you are. Like I feel like there's always that that innate nature in us to compare ourselves to other people so I kind of just wanted to be really transparent with you because I wish someone had said all of this to me and been so open and honest and I feel like a lot of the time we kind of hide our feelings and, and our experiences when things are not going quite as well but I think if we start the conversation and actually talk about it like now that I've been talking to people and actually opened up about it people are like oh yeah like first trimester I was fucked and I'm like well why didn't you say something <laughs> um so that's why I'm recording this I actually reached out to a few of the girls who I know from competing and stuff who had shared their training all the way through their pregnancies on social media and I'd actually like before I got pregnant because we were planning on getting pregnant I'd been following them and like watching what they were doing and being like okay like they're, they're still managing like they're lifting lighter weights and they've reduced the intensity of the training and the frequency but they're still doing it so I can do the same and then I reached out to them and I was like 
once I started feeling like shit, I was like, okay, like, what's going on? How did you make this look so easy? And two of them even said that they just didn't share it on Instagram, but they'd been in bed for most of the first trimester and were just sharing old content. They actually didn't train at all. So when they said that, I felt better at first, but then it also made me feel a little bit angry. And it's the reason why I haven't posted on social media for like the last two months, because I felt like they'd been portraying unrealistic expectations. And if I'd been trying to live up to them and feeling like shit when I couldn't, then I'm sure a lot of women were, other women, like other women were like also the same. Like if they can do it, why can't I? What's wrong with me? So I didn't post because I didn't want to like make out like I was doing what I wasn't basically. (laughs) There was nothing to post, to be honest. I couldn't tell you I was pregnant. So I couldn't tell you that I was literally a potato for three months. And I didn't want to give an unrealistic, like, outlook of what was happening and act like I was doing fine when I wasn't. So I really don't like that. And I'm sure that people don't mean to deceive people. But, like, it just made me think I'm going to be so transparent about my journey because I just really wish someone had told me this stuff. And, like, I wonder why people don't. But I think it's just a combination of things. I think... The first thing is that people do want to keep their pregnancy quiet until the end of the first trimester. So, like, obvious reasons, you know, it's higher risk during the first trimester. So maybe once you actually get through the first trimester and you start sharing, maybe you've forgotten a little bit about how bad it was or, you know, you've just moved on and don't feel the need to tell people. But then another reason might be, like, embarrassment or shame because I definitely felt that at first when I felt like I couldn't handle the first trimester, I felt like, oh my God, like I can't tell anyone that I'm struggling this much. And then also we're taught to put on like this brave face and not complain and just put up and shut up, you know? So many reasons. And then also once you've actually moved through something and you come out the other time, the other side, I feel like it always seems like not quite as bad. So even now I found myself, now that I'm feeling better, almost like downplaying my experience like maybe even gaslighting myself when I think like oh god that was awful I start in my head being like oh maybe you've been a bit dramatic like other people have it way worse than you they're sick every day are you sure like you weren't being dramatic you weren't just being lazy you weren't dramatizing things but I know I know myself and I actually now that I'm feeling better and I've got more energy I can really see the difference I know that I wasn't being dramatic. I was a zombie and all I wanted to do was sleep. Every tiny little activity just felt like a marathon and I was so lethargic and I like on top of that I just felt really guilty as well because I felt like I was pregnant and it should be an exciting time but because I felt so shit I couldn't even get excited about it. So it might not seem like a very long time like the first trimester and I only felt really awful week six to ten so like four or five weeks there and then week 12 were my worst weeks but when you're in it oh it just feels like forever also another thing actually which I probably should have thought about this just occurred to me that another reason why people might not share all of this is because they don't want to scare people and put them off getting pregnant I'm sorry if I've just put you off like getting pregnant for life I definitely should have thought about that before I started telling you my horror story. But I'd still rather know and be prepared because at first I was like, like I said, what is wrong with me? 
But I just want you to know it's completely normal to feel like that. And when you're in it, my God, when I was in week six or seven, I remember being sat on the sofa and just thinking, I can't do this. Like, I cannot get to 12, 16 weeks of feeling like this. Like, what am I going to do? Like, it was horrible and it felt like it would never end. But now that I'm through the other side and I'm in week 13, I'm like, oh, it wasn't so bad. It was a small period of time. Like, when you put it into context, but when you're in it, it doesn't feel like that. It feels like forever. Anyway, I wanted to tell you about it. So if you are yet to experience it, I do just want you to know, like, you're not alone. Pregnancy is really hard. Like, you're growing a whole person. And it sounds cliche, but you do need to listen to your body. Like, I hope that by me sharing this, you can hopefully be a bit more prepared than I was. And if you've already experienced this, probably you can relate or you're going through it right now. Just know, like, I'm in week 13 and I'm on the other side. I feel better. So, you know, I hope it gives you a little bit of hope that it's not going to be forever. So anyway, before I got pregnant, I had this plan of what I was going to eat, how I was going to adjust my training. And I was feeling really proud of myself. And I felt like I had everything figured out. Like, oh God, little did I know, honestly. I was that confident that I'd even planned podcast episodes and YouTube videos to help other people during pregnancy with what they should eat and how to adjust their training. And like, I'm laughing now because all these plans, like I was prepared, they all went out the window and I literally just existed. I was like, I'm just gonna survive for like seven weeks. <laughs> so I'll run you through the timeline of like how I felt during each trimester. Oh, actually, one other thing to tell you, I also studied my pre and postnatal training qualification, um, so pregnancy training, and it was really helpful, and I know, like, now that I've, I've just trained this morning, actually, and I feel all right, and I know that now that I'm in my second trimester, and I'm feeling better, and I'm getting back to training, I'm going to use all the knowledge, but I, it, it was good because it helped me to know what I could be doing. But it also made me feel a little bit shit because even the experts, like these, this course is like the, one of the best in the world. It's a world-renowned pregnancy um, fitness qualification and it's like created by doctors, midwives, physiotherapists and personal trainers all collaborated, like 30-odd of them. So it's really good. But I read what you can do during pregnancy just because you can it does not mean you should and just because some people can it doesn't mean that everyone can because I really did try like I trained I can count on both hands the number of times that I've trained during my first trimester but every week I did at least one workout every week I was like okay I'm just going to test I'm going to go light I'm going to see how I feel and every single week that workout knocked me out like I was right off for two or three days after and it's just everyone's different and they say listen to your body I didn't need to listen to my body like my body was like sit the fuck down you were not training like there was no way that I could have so that course while it was very helpful I feel like it also made me feel a little bit worse because I was like well even the experts are saying that you can do this so why can't you so just know everyone's different and don't feel bad don't feel like you should be doing something because honestly like I just genuinely couldn't anyway 
So I'll run you through the timeline of how I felt during my first trimester and then we'll get into a bit more detail. I'm just going to have a drink of water. All right, so weeks one and two, you're not even pregnant, um, but they still count towards your pregnancy because it goes off the day of your last period, uh, not the day of conception. So that's something that I learned, actually. I didn't know that before I got pregnant. And week three is when the sperm meets the egg. I didn't feel any different and I just trained as normal. Week four, um, I felt basically like I was getting my period. Like, you know, when your period's coming, you feel tired, moody, a little bit bloated. But because we were trying to get pregnant, I already thought maybe I am. So I scaled back my training to about 50% of what I would normally be doing just in case, um, which was good because it turned out I was pregnant. Weeks five and six, I knew I was pregnant, but I basically felt the same as I did in week four, like a bit tired, bloated, but I still was able to train and I could still eat as normal. So I trained like I did in week four, just at about 50% of what I'd been doing before I got pregnant. So just to give you a little bit of context, um, I was lifting quite heavy. Well, actually, I think very heavy, but I know that powerlifters and stuff will be like, that's not heavy. Um, but like, for example, to, for a hip thrust, if I was doing high reps, like 15 or whatever, I'd probably do like 50, 60 kilos. And if I was doing lower reps, I, like six to eight, I could get up to like 90 kilos excuse me, I've got my hiccups now, about 90 kilos. So um, that to me is quite heavy. Squats around 60 kilos, um, sometimes 70 for low reps, deadlifts 80, 90 kilos. So heavy weight stuff. Uh, when I say 50% of that, it's still quite heavy. I was still doing like 40 kilos um, for deadlifts, 40 kilos for hip thrusts and 30 kilos for squats, for example. So I was also eating this beautiful pregnancy meal plan that I had <laughs> prepared beforehand. Um, so for weeks five and six, my, my appetite was fine. Um, lots of salmon, lots of eggs, lots of veggies, lots of whole foods. And I was like, I'm going to nourish my body with all the things that are good for my baby and eat really, really healthy. One thing that I did have actually at this time that nobody warned me about and I was actually really worried was really painful cramps. It was like period pain. So it would come home for like a good 10 minutes at a time and I would be like curled up in a ball, not able to move because my uterus would just be spasming. And I was really scared because I thought something was wrong, but apparently it's really common and it's just your body making space for the baby. So that was not fun. Um, but that's probably the only thing, that and the tiredness, that I felt up until week, end of week six, week seven, week seven, eight and nine and ten actually. Oh my God. Like I want to say that I was tired or fatigued, but I don't feel like that's big enough. Like I was absolutely fucked. I honestly, never mind training, like I could barely make it from the bed to the sofa. I was exhausted from the minute I woke up. So the minute I went to bed at night, I was just so tired. I've never felt like that before. And then I had nausea. I felt sick all the time. Um, food aversions. Like I did not want to eat anything. Like I was eating toast, crackers, crumpets, like the plainest food. Everything I thought of, I was just like, look, nah, I cannot eat that. Heartburn. Oh my God. The heartburn was so bad. And in that time, every healthy habit that I'd built, went out the window i literally went into survival mode all i could eat for two weeks was like the plain no not two weeks that's a lie. It was like four or five weeks 
it was like the plainest food. I was living off like white potato, white rice, plain toast, McDonald's double McChickens actually went down quite nicely. No mayo, no lettuce, just literally the chickens on a bun. Um, and I did try to train a few times, but like I said, like I tried at least like once a week. Every time I did, I was a write-off for like two days after, like could not move out of bed, even though at that point I was doing like not even 30% of what I'd done pre-pregnancy. My body, it just did not like it and it forced me to listen, like I didn't have an option. So the most I managed during, a f- during like that time was a few 30-minute walks and even then I'd have to stop halfway and have a sit down because I was just so tired, it was so bad. Then week 10, towards the end of week 10, I started to feel a bit better. And then I got shingles. So it was back to bed for me for like week 10. Um, and then the beginning of week 11, oh, this is false sense of security. I started to feel more energetic. And like I thought, oh, my appetite's coming back. I got lulled into this false sense of security that I was over the worst of it. And I started like being able to eat a little bit more variety and I didn't train, but I got a bit more energy. And then the end of week 11 and going into week 12, I started vomiting. Oh my God, I felt awful. Only lasted a few days. So I'm actually not sure if it might have been a bit of a bug rather than actual morning sickness. But either way, it was horrible. And at that point, I went to my doctor and I got a prescription for these wafers called Zofran. I think they're also known as Onodestrin, Onodestrin, something like that. They helped me so much with the nausea and vomiting, but I've always been one of them people who doesn't like taking medication, like even paracetamol, I'm like, no, no. But honestly, I got to the point where I was just so sick of feeling like shit that I was like, give me your drugs, I don't care, I'll take anything. Also, just a little side note about those those wafers, everyone was telling me, oh yeah, get the wafers. So I'm thinking, oh, nice little biscuit, you know, no, no, very misleading. It's not that kind of wafer, it's like a little tablet, so I was so sad when I discovered that it's just this small pill, because I was actually quite excited for a wafer, but never mind. So that was my first ex- uh, sorry, my first trimester experience in a nutshell. Um, I wanted to tell you, I feel like a little bit of a negative Nancy sharing all of that, but I think it's important to tell you, like I said, and I also don't want to be like toxic positivity and be like, yeah, yeah, it was fine. It was not fine. It was horrible. But now that I'm on the other side of it, I'm okay about it. So week seven and eight were definitely my worst in terms of like the heartburn. And one thing that I will say to you, if you can, is ask for help. Like I know that the first trimester of pregnancy can be really isolating because you feel so awful. And because you choose, well, you might choose not to tell many people, you can feel quite like alone in it. I did choose to tell quite a few people close to me, especially like other mums who've been through it because I knew that I was going to need all the help and support that I could get. And I wanted to have people who I could like ask questions to. And I'm so glad I did because they helped me to one, feel so much less alone. And they also just helped me to realise that what I was going through was normal. And they also gave me really good practical advice. So one of my friends, recommended c-bands for nausea i'll link these in the show notes i'm not um like partnered with them or commissioned of anything i just found them really helpful so you can get them from like chemist warehouse or you can get them online 
Um, so they're called C bands and they're these acupressure bands that they help relieve nausea basically. You wear them around your wrist and there's a pressure point on your wrist that um, isn't related to nausea. So like people use them for seasickness and stuff. I found them really helpful. I also found that even though it was the last thing that I wanted to do, eating every two to three hours really helped with the nausea. Um, I really did not feel like eating at all, but every time I didn't eat, it just made it so much worse. So once I started eating regularly, I did start to feel better. And then for the heartburn, I took Rennie's Clickies and Gaviscon, which my doctor told me was okay for me to take, but I'm not a doctor. So always double check with your GP um, for your personal circumstances. Don't just take my word for it. And then I'm just having another drink of water. And then other things that I just wanted to tell you, like that I maybe wish someone would have told me that I experienced was emotional outbursts. Like I cried because I was feeling sorry for myself. I cried because my best friend told me I was doing amazing. I cried because Shadi tickled me. I once cried because I was driving down the street and there was this group of school children on like a little excursion or something and a lorry driver beeped at them and they got so excited and were like cheering and so I burst into tears like the shit you cry over is honestly ridiculous I wish I would have recorded every time I cried and made a little collage and put like what I was crying over because it's so funny now but at the time it just feels like completely overwhelming and you just cry and you you know you're being ridiculous in the moment but also you can't stop like it's really weird um and then the food aversions, oh my God, that was the worst thing for me. Like I had been expecting to eat the world through my whole pregnancy. So I felt so ripped off when I had any food aversion, when I had food aversions to basically everything. I was like, what? Like I literally lost weight in the first few weeks. I was really upset about that. The only cravings that I had were like salt and vinegar crisps. Oh my God, can't get enough of salt and vinegar crisps plain Greek yogurt and olives so like yay that they're not that unhealthy but honestly like everything else I could barely stomach I'm so off meat like chicken beef fish I've been really struggling to eat enough protein and for someone who was a competitive bodybuilder this is like ultimate betrayal I feel like my body's turned against me I do quite like lamb and prawns which not together that would be yuck but lamb and prawns separately which is funny because they're like two things that I basically never used to eat before I was preg pregnant. So I'm eating those. Another weird um, symptom that I had was like a weird metal taste in my mouth all the time. Oh my God, that was awful. Constantly thirsty, no matter how much water I drank, which things that did quench my thirst actually was Powerade and the sugar-free Powerade and um, coconut water. So I thought maybe that was something electrolyte related um waking up in the night one million times so waking up either really thirsty or, or needing a wave or both like four or five times a night and and I thought that was really funny because when I was weeing all the time I thought oh my god what's wrong with me because I just assumed that you needed to go for a wee all the time like in your third trimester when the baby was really big and pushing on your bladder I didn't expect it in the first trimester but it's a thing um and then I got insomnia for a good chunk of my first trimester as well, which I've never had a problem sleeping before. So that was horrible for me. I'd wake up at like two in the morning. 
and just not be able to get back to sleep for at least an hour no matter what time I went to bed or how tired I was like could not get back to sleep it was awful so there were a few <laughs> a few other things that I experienced but like I said now I'm week 13 and I feel so much better like I've had my NIPT test so that's the um tests the chromosomes so like make sure it's no down syndrome and all of that stuff that all came back fine got my gender I'm having a boy um another thing actually that no one's told me about and that I was so unexpected for me when we did the gender reveal I I wanted a girl and I but I thought I've always thought from the beginning that I was having a boy and I thought oh yeah a boy like I'd I was fine having a boy. It's not like I felt like I didn't want a boy. Um, but then when I popped the balloon, <laughs> it was blue. I was like, are you sure? A boy? I was so upset. I ruined the whole video. So we actually done a retake. <laughs> and I was like, I can't have this video because I don't want to show my little boy like in a few years time, his mum was like so disappointed that she found out she was having a boy. Um, so I refilmed it um, a couple of days later, even though I already knew what it was, just to like make me feel better and also like bring more positivity into it because I didn't want to have a, like a negative memory of my gender reveal. But I felt so awful, honestly. Like when, because I didn't expect to be disappointed. I thought whether it was a boy or a girl, I'd feel fine. Like I'd be happy with either. I'd like a girl, but I'd be happy with a boy. But I actually felt quite sad when. Um, I realized I wasn't having a girl and then I spoke to a lot of people and honestly gender disappointment is a thing I felt so guilty I was like oh my god I feel awful what a horrible person I am like I should just be happy and grateful that I'm pregnant and having a healthy baby like how dare I feel sad that it's a boy but after speaking to quite a few people like so many women said like yeah I felt I felt the same like I felt disappointed and it doesn't make you a bad mom to your baby or mean that you love them any less like I felt really guilty about that so just something else that I wanted to share with you as well like now a few days after I'm like yeah it's going to be so fun like how fun to have a boy all the things we can do together they're going to be so active and I'm going to love it and I bought a little outfit for him and like I've started getting excited but it was just you know that that moment of oh I thought I was gonna have a girl this is not how I planned it um I think that's like pretty much all of the things that I wanted to tell you I feel like it's been a pretty big episode and it's probably a lot and I hope that it didn't come across as like too negative I wanted to just be real honest with you to be honest because it was a hard time those three months and now that I'm on the other side and feeling better like I like it is fine and it doesn't feel anywhere near as bad now that I've come through it but I don't just want to disregard it and because when I was in it I really wanted to do this podcast episode like I was really adamant about it and I thought I've got to share this with people because I feel like I was not prepared so I hope it helps you I really hope it didn't put you off if you are pregnant or you are thinking about being pregnant, like I will say it's still worth it. Like I don't regret it or anything like that. But just know that there's so much happening and please don't feel like you should be doing anything. You're growing a human. You're, grow you're making a person. So what you're doing is enough. If you can train and you feel good, good for you. Amazing. 
if you can't don't beat yourself up this is a period of time everything is temporary and there's a season for everything so just know that you will get through it you'll come out the other side and it will be amazing and there'll be there'll be plenty of time to you know work on your fitness and get back to the gym right now your priority is growing your baby so thank you for listening and I will see you next time there's going to be a lot more pregnancy stuff and a lot more baby stuff coming up on the podcast so I hope you enjoy it also if you um know someone that you might that might find this helpful just give it a little share or pass it on maybe share it on your stories or pass it on to a friend it would help me so much and if you haven't already please rate and review on either Spotify or Apple Podcasts wherever you listen to your podcast because it helps me so much just to reach more people and I really want to just help as many women as I can because honestly like I wish that someone would have helped me with this stuff so thank you for listening and I will see you next time